It's time for Tuesdays at Top Golf with Austin Lane, Brent Martineau, and the Jacksonville Jaguars all-time leading scorer, Josh Scobie, sponsored by Top Golf. Brent Martineau, Josh Scobie on his way, we think. Austin Lane hitting golf balls, smoking it. You hit the uh, ball picker upper guy. Absolutely drilled the ball picker upper guy. It's one of my favorite golf stories. I probably, I don't know if I've shared it before. Yeah. Uh, but I was playing a place called Triggs Golf Course. It's in Providence. And we used to go, like, we'd get off the set, you know, around 1130, but we'd hang in the office and yap a little bit and literally wouldn't get out of there and TV until about 1230 or so. And we were on the first tee at Triggs in Providence at 530 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, 545 sun just coming up yeah and uh, we'd be done by the way by like and home by like 9 30 it was great yeah uh if you don't mind not sleeping sure so but one of these days one of these times i'm playing and uh <laughs> there's the there's the um the tractor because you're out there so early that they're doing all the maintenance on the course okay. still, right yep and so the tractor guy's coming at us and i'm like I can't hit that guy that far out there. I mean, but he's now he's moving, so he's driving toward us mowing the grass yep. in the fairway. And I'm like, I can't hit him. They're like, yeah, you can't hit him. I'm like, All right. <laughs> so I hit it. And this ball is tracking <laughs> right at this guy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we hear this yell, and the guy, like, jumps out of the tractor. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, it hit him. Yeah, yeah. It actually hit him. We get up there, and it's going to be very hard to describe on radio. But it almost hit him. Yeah. Like, let's just say it hit him in the groin. No way. Yes. It hit him, like, oh, close to the groin. Yeah, yeah. So that will help your visual out. Yeah, for sure. It, he was so pissed, and I oh, was yeah, like, I "Which I wouldn't blame him." Who wouldn't? Be? But I was like, hey, "What's the chances?" Like we all said, "There's no way we can hit him." Yeah, yeah. And I hit him like I obviously just hit a good one, oh, and it hit a guy God. that was moving. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't. I just would have cruise in the raffle. Yeah. I mean, what would I have won in a carnival I mean, for that? It's, it's one of those things where <laughs> you have to be upset about it, but at the same time, if you're that guy, you have to be impressed with it too. It's like. Yeah, I'm probably going to beat you up, but, like, I'm very <laughs> impressed. <laughs> Nevertheless. I know. Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, that's my, I, you you, br you brought that story to light because I'm looking at the golf picker-upper, and you are so excited that you hit him. There, oh, yeah. There is something that, about hitting the golf picker-upper oh, guy the on the range. Uh, dude, especially, like, the way I hit it, like, I mean, th there was no bounce. It was, like, straight on with my driver. I mean, realistically, I don't know, Brent, what, 190 yards? It's just a, a yeah. straight line. Ichiro Suzuki style. Some guys trying to steal home. Like I, I not today. Not on Suzuki's watch. And boom, drilled them right in the back. And so Austin's like, I listened. To, I I heard him hit it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's going over. I'm like, over. Like over the net. Like it did sound like you hit it well. No, and I, he's yeah. like, no, I got him. Yeah. See, I thought I was going over the cart and going to the back of the net. But then here's the best part. So I hit him, celebrating gallivanting but then the first thing i did after that is i looked at the screen i'm like well how many points is that worth <laughs> nothing nothing hey top golf <laughs> hey top golf best shot you've seen here all day and i can't even get a reward for that unbelievable <laughs> uh and you were really excited like when you knocked this guy out on sunday in your fight i, I yeah. think you're uh, exuber you're 
your your jubilation I'm gonna be was more bigger calm. here. Oh no, I'm, I'm gonna be more calm as opposed to hitting that guy in the back of the of the golf cart. Yeah, I, I was very sad because I was going for that the whole time. I'm like, well, what do I do? I use the driver? Do I use the the three iron or the four iron, whatever the case may be? Yeah. So, th so shout out to the driver. Shout out to the what do they call that? The one the the lumber over there. Shout out to the lumber for getting it done. No, because, yeah, there's the lumber and then there's the big dog, I think. Is that what they call the clubs? Yep, they got the lumber and they got the big dog. I, I use the lumber. Uh, we do get excited about that, and that's why that guy has a cage yeah. around his cart Yeah. Uh, as well. Yep. Be honest. If, if I play at Sawgrass, is Jared going to offer me some kind of tryout? <laughs> no. No? Probably sure? not. Okay. Like, you got a better chance getting the Iceman. <laughs> like, okay. I, I would list ten things you have a better chance of trying okay. out with okay. rather than for the PGA Tour and playing didn't, at the Players' Championship didn't on a say, sponsor exemption. Did, didn't say <laughs> sponsor exemption. Didn't say PGA Tour. I don't know if there's some kind of, like, circuit for amateur. I don't now, know. Now, what we should try to get you in is we do the 17th hole celebrity shootout sometimes. Yeah. Been a part of that. Yep. Um... We could get you in that, maybe. The, the, there should be some kind of like there should be some kind of Happy Gilmore thing where it's like you have to fight somebody and then you play golf, like so <laughs> so so you, you play like a round of golf and then after that you have to get in the ring and like go like three rounds of somebody and then you get points based off that as well. Yeah, that'd be very good. I think we and have that, something. Then here. you would have. <laughs> I think we have something. Here. I think you would have a good chance. I think we have something. If you did here. that. Hey, yeah. did you see this uh, that Kurt Warner uh, movie coming out? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I saw, I think they released a trailer a couple months ago, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, yeah, I well, assume it is. I, he just said there's another, maybe there's another trailer or okay. a new trailer coming sure. out tomorrow. Sure, But I've seen some stuff on it, he's been everywhere, Yeah, uh, kind of pumping it up, and pro which is a great story, everybody knows from, oh, yeah. you know, bagging groceries. Bag groceries to winning Super Bowl MVP, you know, yeah, yeah. I, it's an unbelievable story. The, what I, it made me think a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who on your team that you mm -hmm. played with or in the NFL yeah. would you make a movie about? Oh, man. That's a great call. I mean, it, it's all about the story. It's all about the personality. I mean, you know, obviously Maurice Jones-Drew, I think, would be a good one. That's pretty um, good. He, he plays. Because it, obviously, he's, he's, he's the little guy that could, and yeah. he, uh, he's got the draft stuff where he wears number 32. Yeah. He goes to De La Salle, which is one of the best you yeah. know, um, programs in the country. Yeah. And, and what I always think about Maurice is he replaced the legend of Fred Taylor and, and was able to still be really good. I yeah. think that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, that'd be good. Th that would be good. Um, Man, that's, that's I mean, a, I that's, wonder, that's like, Jimmy question. Smith would maybe be kind of, yeah. it's like a, like a, a rise, a fall, yeah. a, a rise, Redemption, a fall, yeah. and then uh, a rise again. It would be really cool if he makes it to the Hall of Fame someday. He's got the numbers and credentials yeah. that support that argument. Yeah. And he's really a fan favorite. Like, the fans, there's like this lure to the diehard Jags fan. There's this appreciation for what he did. Yeah. And there's also, like, this appreciation, I think, for his struggle that relates to the everyday person. Yeah. Like, his football accolades, guys that play football, guys that play sports, they don't relate to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I couldn't do that. But, you know, the, the rise and fall of people, things that personally go on and the struggles, I think that does relate to people. I mean, if I could pick any football player at all that I'd even share a locker room with, I think Marshawn Lynch has to be up there just from the, the person. Because, I mean... Like, you, you, you get the sense that you know who Marshawn Lynch is 
But, like, we don't really know what makes Marshawn Lynch tick. Where did you play with Marshawn Lynch? No, I'm saying uh, n- not a teammate. Oh, oh that's not because, because, I mean, I, I didn't play with Jimmy Smith. So, like, yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah. just, like, a- anybody. I, I never played with Marshawn Lynch. No, I've met Marshawn. I met Marshawn Lynch when I was in, when I was visiting Buffalo with Tim Tebow that, that one time when we were in Buffalo. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. Marshawn Lynch was there, and he introduced himself okay. um, when he played for the Bills. I think they're retiring his forget. number, so I'll put him in the – Huh, they should. Uh, they re- Maybe I read that wrong. Maybe he's just coming back. I saw yeah. he's just coming back. The but but I think that guy's got a, you know, because there's some guys that would make a great, like, NFL life, and I think he would be one of those guys as well. But I think from an entertainment standpoint of just, like, the different things that that guy has been through, I think Marshawn Lynch would be a good one. Yeah. Um, well, here's the, th- here's the one that, from a Jags perspective, again, the reason why I bring this up, Kurt Warner, there's a movie being made about him. Yeah. I think it's going to debut in theaters in uh, – uh, December. Yeah. Um, and really the one that I would, because this was, we were pretty close to this one. I think we covered this about as close as anybody covered it okay. uh, in town. Uh, Love this guy, too. And the story's incredible. Uh, it would be a good movie. I've actually approached him before about, like, writing a book or something. Sure. And that's uh, Big Rich, Richard Collier. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. with, with everything that of happened. Course. And, you know, because... I don't think a lot of again he's an offensive lineman so it doesn't he's not like the the sexy wide receiver quarterback running back everybody knows stats and and personality but I, like we went up to Valdosta and like he was big up in Valdosta right I mean yeah. he's from Louisiana he's this big guy big character good guy and I mean everything that transpired on that night and for now everything that's transpired since yeah. uh would would be an incredible story it, would. Uh, it it is an incredible story yeah. we've we've chronicled the story and i've actually been a little surprised that maybe more people haven't approached him or maybe he doesn't want to do something mm-hmm. um more yeah. on it but i think it's such in the rear view i mean he's got kids now and everything we yeah. talked to rich once in a while but i think uh from the again from the plot twist and from the dramatic and from the theater kind of point of view, it's a lot different than the Kurt Warner story. But it would, uh, I think it would probably look pretty good in the theater too. Well, and he's one of the very first guys that, you know, when I was in the league that came to talk to one of my teams um, just about his story and what he went through. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it comes down to do you want to share the story? Do you want to relive it? But I was always appreciative of the fact that he did share his story with the, with the team my rookie year, um, and it was definitely eye-opening, you know, I mean, it, especially as a rookie, and, and a, a lot of guys can test this, like, you're just, man, you're trying to make it to the team, right, so, like, sometimes you, you bring in these motivational speakers, it's like, yeah, that, that's all great and everything, man, but I got Joe calling you on me every single day, and I'm stressing about it, but then when Richard Collier came in to, to talk to the team, being a former player himself, and being part of that brotherhood, and listening to what he went through, what he had to overcome, um, that will always resonate in you because you know he he can relate to who you are. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's incredible and it's good to see Big Rich doing well. Yeah. Um, uh, beautiful family and all that. So I, I I would probably go there. I'm sure I'm missing some. Uh, the the storylines. I of mean, making a movie. You, pause would be good, but they've already done Captain America, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. I mean, huh, don't you don't want to beat a horse to, to I, death here? You know, I I would say. I mean, you wonder if the Minshew story could be a story someday like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think really his whole background, to write, not just no, the Jags. No, 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 I know, but I think for for it to be a successful story that people are into, I think you still have some chapters to write. Yeah, that's that fair. One. That's fair. Yeah, yep. that might be down the road yep. story. Which yep. I've actually already, like, I've already thought in my mind, like, because we went to Brandon, Mississippi. Yeah. And I, I just think it would be, 
There's a couple of guys I think would be cool to go do stories on, like, after the fact. Yeah. Uh, and I still think Brad Meester would be a lot of fun to go out to Iowa and, oh, and see his life now. Evan Britton would be fun uh, in California, yeah, hanging out with Mike Tyson. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and, and so those always come to mind. And Minshew I already have in my mind, like, 15 years from now, I'd love sure. to go back to Brandon, Mississippi. Yeah. And whatever Minshew has done by then, who knows? He might still be playing in the league. Yeah. Or if he's out of the league by, for five years by then and had a 10-year career, who yeah. knows what the story is. Yeah. But I do think it's an it will be an interesting story down the road uh, to see – kind of post-football what Minshew's doing. Yeah. Does he go back to his hometown, or is he now like this? Is he still a, like a guy like in the public eye? Yeah. Is he coaching? Is he doing whatever? Because I feel like he might be the guy that goes back to his high school and coaches. Sure. I feel like he might be that guy. Yeah. I'm not sure if he'll be that guy. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Well, one guy that um, I, I didn't share a lot with, but I played against him, that I, I've always wanted to really kind of find out more about his story because he was so talented, but he was so soft-spoken and quiet, it seemed like, and didn't have an ego, is Andre Johnson of the Houston Texans. You know, playing a, a position that it's all ego, it's all me. Um, I never got that vibe from Andre yeah. Johnson. And and at the time, you know, back in, you know, the 2010-2011, he was one of the best wide receivers in the league. And Absolutely. He, but you never would have knew it because he didn't, he didn't pur purvey that fact. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's he a very he shout humble. It. No, he was a very humble guy. I know he was really big with charities too, around, especially around Christmas time with kids. Um, I think that guy's story should be told. Well, and because guys like that, we talked about this in the past, guy like Mike Trout, right? Yeah. He's not like this personality that throws himself out there, and so, therefore, he's very under the radar. He's like, yeah. he's the best player of all time in an underrated way. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he really might be the best all time most like underrated player and and what people say is baseball fans know him. i know that but from a casual standpoint like a most guys like that transcend their sport they do and he he really hasn't he doesn't and so uh so those guys are interesting like andre johnson was awesome yeah like every bit is awesome by the way that's like deandre hopkins no absolutely Yet in today's world we know deandre hopkins way more than we but did uh, and he was he's not even a guy that goes out and like you know, is going to say me, me, me no, all the no, time. No, no, no. But True. you just know Hopkins. He's flashier. People will say stuff. Even yeah. Ramsey helped the the, yeah. the whole Hopkins stock, yeah. you know, for a little bit but there. But, like, with Andre Johnson, I just don't get how you grow up in Florida. You go to the University of Miami, which has always kind of been, you know, a flashy school, if you will. You go to the Houston Texans, and, and you're the best receiver on that team, one of the best players on that team. And, you, and you, I just feel like you, you never got your just due. So it's not so much of telling the story because I think it's a fascinating one. It, it may not be. I just think it's interesting because I have no idea what the story even is. All right, uh, Casey, I'm bringing you into this. Uh, maybe Scobie's just not coming today. Stood us up. Well, word on the street is that he, he saw the video of me hitting the, the long I, ball and got a little I scared. tweeted at him. And, and I understand. You know, now, Scobie actually, he might not have just told me this, but now I'm starting to think back. Casey, check Scobie's Twitter because he might be in, like, Pinehurst. Okay. He was playing in a golf tournament, but I don't think he told me that. Okay. He did. I remember him saying that. I remember him saying he was playing, but I don't know when the days were. Like, he, I thought it yep, was this two, weekend. Two days ago, he said, Pinehurst, you look beautiful this morning. Two days ago. Yeah, so that might be an event that's like uh, a few days in the making. Oh. Huh. I don't remember him saying he wasn't going to be here, though. I, yeah, I don't recall that either. Well, hold on. We'll do some digging here. Don't worry. He's playing in the Barstool okay. Classic. That's what we know. Oh, he is? Well, yes. that's good. That brings us to my next topic. Don't worry about Scobie. I was just scrolling through, and Barstool Sports just put this out okay. for some reason. Okay. Uh, this was like a June topic. November 14th like. through 17th. What's today? So today the 16th. is the 16th. Ah, I guess Scobie's not coming today. So he's playing the Barstool Classic? 
Very so good. Nice. Uh, check the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, see how he's doing. Yes, so he could have called in from there. Yeah, give us a little Maybe update. Maybe we should call him. Gave us a little update. No wonder why he didn't text Pac yeah. today. Yeah. He was on the golf course. And I put wasn't the on away. the golf course. Sorry. but uh, Yeah, you just didn't text back. Yeah, um, power ranking the top ten female singers of all time is what they say. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I like Addison this. Ray at number ten. What? Adele at number nine. Wait, first stop. Of all, first of all, stop. Are you sure? Stop. Yeah. She's not a singer. Who? who? Addison, Addison Ray. Ray is, is That's what it says, number 10. This is Barstool, remember? Okay. Oh. Adele at 9. Yeah, get uh, it. Tina Turner at 8. Ashley Simpson at 7. Beyonce what? at 6. Right. Aretha Franklin at 5. Lady Gaga at 4. JoJo at 3. <laughs> JoJo what? Siwa? <laughs> or, or JoJo, just the song JoJo? Okay. Whitney Houston at 2 and sure. Mariah Carey at 1. Okay. I really just was looking at the first two. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Whitney Houston Adele and Mariah Carey. Well, first of all, okay. Adele's first. No, I mean, uh, Adele's got to be up there, too. First. Yeah, I think they, there, there's a lack uh, of appreciation. This was probably a knock on, they were probably trying to get people talking Adele at number nine. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming. Well, also, what was it, Ashley Simpson? Who and was, Addison Ray. Who was <laughs> the most famous lip syncer of all time in SNL. So I think that was more of a joke to Ashley yeah, Simpson. I think so. so you're asking me, Whit I'm sorry, Whitney but Houston. But it brings up a good, t if Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston. Oh, it's Whitney Houston. Or Adele. Adele. It's, are they in like the top three? Yeah. Are yeah, we I just mean, missing Aretha Franklin? Probably. <sighs> R.A. to the SPC. Okay, so I'll say this about Whitney Houston. I appreciate Whitney Houston because she lived fast and she lived loose. You know, like she, she was, I mean, she was all over the place. And for as much as she did that to... You know, to sing I Will Always Love You, which is probably, in terms of, like, showing off your vocal range and, and how talented you are, that's probably the song right there that, more than anything. Like, that's the gold standard. She started the gold standard. So, yeah, so go ahead and give me Whitney Houston over everybody. I think that would be a good choice. Yeah. After I would put Mariah Carey over. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mariah Carey's super talented, don't get me wrong. I think Christina Aguilera should be up there. I think Christina Aguilera is talented. It's a good call. But, but it's Whitney Houston. And, think, and Like, you know how Heisman Trophy winners have their Heisman <laughs> moments? Like, to me, like, what's Mariah Carey's Heisman moment? Like, it would be a Christmas song, probably. When they busted yeah. her in front of live TV for lip syncing? But, yeah, like, that but, too. But, like, Whitney Houston years. already has two Heisman moments. You just mentioned one, and obviously, like, the greatest rendition maybe ever of yeah. the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, yeah, for sure. Good call, too. Right? At yep. Super Bowl. Yeah. So. And then her stuff with, you know, the the, 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 the trouble stuff, too. Well, yeah. Well, but I mean, I'm saying. But well, she's I, well, that doesn't go on, like, the good Heisman. No, it's, it's the bad Heisman, yeah. but it's still, you know, so stuff in the But in Adele, I mean, doesn't she kind of have some Heisman moments now? <sighs> Sunday night might have been one. Yeah. Sunday night was definitely one. By See, the way, that got huge ratings. As it should. It should have. super talented. It's awesome. See, I, I think, like, you listen to Adele and... She's so talented that it just sounds different. Like, it, like if, if you hear her latest single, and, you know, we play it on our station, obviously. Check it out every single yeah, morning. Yeah, you do. We play, it like 20, we play it 25 times an hour. <laughs> Not enough. So, so hey, so you, you, you get three minutes of Austin Lane and Megan, and then you get 25 minutes of Adele every hour. That's and what then, they're there for. And then, and then we're going to sprinkle on some Olivia Rodrigo Absolutely. for all the diehards out there, by the way. What's the name hey, of the song? Wh which one? The Adele one? Yeah. Uh, what is it, Casey? Believe it. <laughs> you, play. Huh? you don't even know the name. I believe it's I don't easy the on the button. Me. Yeah, easy on me. Um, okay. But but you hear that song and it's just like, it, just the way she, the, the the music comes out of her, it's just different. Like it just sounds different. 
uh, and, and she's super talented. One more other girl I'm going to put on there just because, once again, in terms of the trials and tribulations and in terms of sheer talent, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse has to be top ten all day. She, she obviously died before um, her time, unfortunately, but Amy Winehouse in her prime, they may have been, with all due respect to Adele, nobody better. No. Yeah, there's probably some under-the-radar ones. Yeah. But, uh, Casey, I mean, you're a big Adele fan. Feel free to ch uh, chime in here. Yeah, hard one. And everything so, else is just behind. Just double-checking <laughs> here as we take a break on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, unless the Captain Rick's on. But, uh... <laughs> So, Casey, my guess is, didn't watch Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football because he watched Adele and Dancing with the Stars. That is confirm. absolutely correct <laughs> on <laughs> both <laughs> numbers. Never considered changing the channel either time. I appreciate it, Casey. It's terrific. I respect the hustle. Uh, you, do what you, you do what you got to do. And so now, is this for you, more of you or is this for, for your, your significant other? Uh, no, um... It's for me. When the Adele thing okay. was on, Amanda couldn't speak, and she was getting very frustrated. Like, she would talk during the interview part, yeah. and I would give her, like, the shh. Oh, you just <laughs> Oh, about five like times. That. So then she I was like sick that. of that. Uh, are you um, still getting married in March? <laughs> I don't know. She keeps telling well, me to go marry Adele, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, if it was only oh, possible, that's right? Hey, I, mean, that's I, what I, I hear that all the time with Casey Musgraves. I hear it all the time, yeah. too. Uh, by the yeah. way, we did figure out Josh Scobie right now, T10, him and his partner, who would be... Lucas Carpenter are 10 yeah. under par. Who's Lucas Carpenter? 10 under par, and they're tied for 10? Yeah, it's kind of nuts. So, yeah, you got two at 10 under, then you got three at 11 under, and then 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Your leader is 18 under par. Wow. Lucas Carpenter is a music artist, by the way. I mean, come on, let's get going here, Scobie. If you're going to miss the show, at least win the dang tournament. Need a big day out of you tomorrow. Wait, Lucas Carpenter's famous? Is that what we're saying here? Not really. I, I don't mean, know if it's that Lucas Carpenter. Okay. I don't even know okay. who that one is. I don't even know who we're trying to Yeah, figure. he's, I don't know. He, he talked he's, about he's him a little YouTuber. bit, but I don't think he ever said he was like a okay. music writer. Uh, the, right. uh, one last thing about Adele. Was the was the Oprah interview part good? Um, It was okay. Like, it really, it was really more of like a concert. Um, The interview part was okay. Like, I kind of wish, like, I, I like to hear her sing, but at the same time, I kind of wish there was a little more. Like, she gave a lot of detail and like, kind of like with the Megan and Harry one. Like, uh, Adele was very, like, open. Uh, during okay. the interview, just I felt like there could have been a little more interview. But, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, like, say, hey, stop having her sing. You know what I'm saying? This is incredible. Hey, Brent, did you see what Taylor Swift did on SNL? No. Saying 10 minutes about uh, one of her exes 10 years ago. 10 minutes. A 10-minute performance about Jake Gyllenhaal. And Jake Gyllenhaal is getting just tore apart on social media now because of it. And it happened 10 years ago. Was it a good song? <laughs> 10 minutes, though, right? 10-minute song? Yeah. I is mean, that a record? Probably. I mean, it, what's Stairway it, to Heaven? It was like her Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven's got to be close. But on SNL, on live television, 10 minutes? About Jake Gyllenhaal? Over you a should, scarf? You should Are walk you out to that, that song at the fight. I'm all set, Casey. And what'd you say, Brent? Aren't you impressed I knew Stairway to Heaven was long? That was a pretty good pull. Brent, that's like, that, that's music 101. Yeah, well, I have problems with Set that your sometimes. game up. And we just met our quota for the month on Music Talk. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Roll on. No, sacks are, to me, are sacks are like turnovers because usually something bad happens after a sack. You usually get the ball or a turnover. Um, but I, once again, our defensive line and our pressure packages, I think, uh, first of all, hats off to our player and then also our defensive coordinator. And I think they're really doing a good job. I feel the same thing. I felt Josh Allen was the whole day was people on. We had a bunch of QB hits in this game, and Carson Wentz is hard to get down. I mean, that play he made in front of us was 
That was, that was one that took everyone's breath away when he did that, because I felt we had him in our grasp, and time to get the ball back, and he gets it down there. That is Urban Meyer, Jaguars head coach, of course, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Uh, Tuesdays from Top Golf, we do it every Tuesday, all the way through the football season. So that will be, uh, well, I don't know, January 11th-ish, if we do one, I guess, after the football season. Yeah. Uh, but all the way through the new year, we're about that time of year. It's crazy. Crazy around here how, like, Thanksgiving sneaks up on you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got a fight to look forward to coming up. Yeah. We've had, like, Florida, Georgia, which yeah. to me is kind of like, our eyes always look toward that as like we know that's a huge week in town mm -hmm. and busy on our side of things mm -hmm. and so after that you kind of like all right now the stretch runs coming but you don't really think about it as much in terms of looking ahead at the calendar and then all of a sudden bam thanksgiving's on you in like a week yeah <laughs> it's wild and that means everything's about to end from a football standpoint yeah in in short order six to about six weeks six seven weeks uh, six to eight weeks yeah and uh we wish it was longer for the Jaguars, but we kind of know it won't end up that way. Well, and that's what I'm saying, where if you have the playoffs to look forward to, you know, it's extended, but unfortunately right now where these teams at playoffs are probably uh, aren't really the option right now. No. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned Josh Allen. Yep. Josh Allen's playing really good football. Did he pop to you again on Sunday against the Colts? Yeah, I mean, th this entire defense popped to me, but yeah, Josh Allen um, is, is on his way to having a Pro Bowl year for sure, yes. Why do you think he's playing so well right now, especially in the last month? Why Josh Allen is? Yeah. Because he's got the interior help. You know, uh, I think Josh Allen has always been a guy that's been able to provide ample pressure. But if you're not getting the complimentary football from the interior, um, that can be uh, can just go on wasted uh, reps. And I think now with the emergence of Malcolm Brown, with the Bon Hamilton, uh, you're seeing guys get pushed in that middle. And, and once you get that, an entire 3-4 defense can come together. And you're seeing Josh Allen and company really reap the benefits of that. So um, I think that's been the biggest difference so far these past couple games. Yeah, I agree. I think I see that push coming Yes, on the interior. Uh, that's not something I think that shows up to everybody mm -hmm. all the time, right? No. Because sometimes it's always there. What I think the last couple weeks is you see it and notice it because it really hasn't been there. And now you've got guys getting home. And, and let's be honest, Carson Wentz wasn't sacked a ton, but he got hit a ton. He's throwing whirlybird passes with his left hand. I mean, it, it, he looked out of sorts sometimes. And sure. it, he almost looked like there could have been five sacks in the game or three turnovers in the game. Yeah, and, and I think this is a testament to the job that Joe Cullen is doing right now. I say this all the time. A good coach will take his defense and he'll implement it on his players. A great coach will take his players and he'll he's going to make the defense around them. And that's what Joe Cullen has done really these last really three, uh, two or three weeks um, where they've been playing a lot better. You know, Seattle, the second half, they played a lot better. I, I think that, you know, whether it's a guy like Taven Bryan, um, whether it's a younger guy like Malcolm Brown, uh, he, he, uh, yeah, well, I guess he's, he's, he's an experienced guy. I'm talking about Devon Hamilton being the younger guy. But... I've been very adamant about Taven Bryan and what he excels at and what he struggles at. And I think the emergence of Taven Bryan and why he's playing better is really the, the testament to what this defense and the transformation that they've been going through these past couple of weeks. And simply put, it's a 3-4 defense, but you're not seeing a lot of you know two-gap philosophies, two-gap principles. And by saying that, I mean you're seeing a lot of stunts going up front, not only in the pass game, obviously, but also the run game as well. 
So essentially what you're seeing is you're seeing guys, you know, go from maybe the A gap and they're stunting to the B gap. Or guys going from the B gap, stunting to the C gap. And what that does for a defensive line, it makes your job very easy. Because if you don't have the horses up front, if you don't have the guys in the trenches up front who can play a, a successful two gap and maybe they're getting blown off the ball a little bit, maybe they're misdiagnosing things and maybe they're not getting the backfield, well, if you can't get that from your interior, your whole defense is going to collapse. I don't care how good your edge rushers and middle linebackers are. It's just it's going to collapse. So I think Joe Collins said, you know what? Let's take the, let's take some of the stuff off these interior guys' plates, but let's give them more stunts. Let's just say, hey, you have this gap and only this gap alone. Get there as fast as possible. Cause chaos in the backfield, and then we'll figure it out from there. That's what they've been doing. It's been paying dividends so far. Yeah, so... When, when I ask this question of why is Josh Allen playing such good football, I think it has multiple parts. I think you're right. I think the defensive interior push is, is really good. Yeah. You said it to me. I think you just explained it basically. The stunting going on, the, the scheming going on is allowing a lot of different guys to get in there and make plays. And now when a lot of different guys get in there and make plays, you can't just key on the one guy that no. looked like he was about to make plays. No, 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 not at all. But there's one other thing here, and I don't know. We don't know how much this factors in. But when you're coming off a knee injury, how much is now that first month, say, is like, all right, let me get, yeah, I had camp. Yeah, I was 100%. Yeah, yeah. I felt good. I had the performance center, and I feel the best I've felt and all this stuff. But how much do I trust it? How much am I playing the way I want to play? How much all that, you know, that's into it when you have knee injuries. Uh, and this wasn't uh, an ACL injury, but it was still a knee injury. That, sure. that cost him the second half of last year, and really a lot of the year, yeah. a season ago. I wonder how much that part in his own mind, um, again, physically I think he's been fine, yeah. but from a, a psychological standpoint, how much is he like, it's time to go, and yeah. this thing's good. Like, for a month it was fine, and now bam. Because I really feel like the, the last five weeks especially, even though he wasn't getting the numbers, 41 has been showing up all over the place. And now the last couple weeks, you started adding in the things you just said, yeah. some of the scheming and that interior push. And now he's getting the results of really what he's been doing probably for a good five or six weeks. No, it's a it's a really great point because the whole point of training camp is it's to drill the basics. So you essentially, you find yourself in your stance, taking the same steps over and over and over again before like until it gets like super mundane you know like, if you ever go to a training camp you watch like the first individual practice it's nothing complicated it's nothing strenuous they're literally just taking first steps reacting off the blocker yada 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 um you know to the casual fan it, it can seem pretty boring but if you're going through it i mean there's a reason there's a method for the madness the issue is though if you have a foot injury or you have a knee injury and, and now like, you're overcompensating because you know that that's there. And maybe it's not even that hurt, but you feel it there. One of the, now that step's going to be labored a yeah. little bit. Now that step's going to be hampered. And those 1,000 steps that you took during training camp, well, now they're, they're not going to matter anymore because now you're taking a different step because you're thinking about it too much. And you end up getting your own head about it. So I agree. I think with Josh Allen, uh, could that have been a factor? Could he have been in his own head a little bit in terms of, hey, is this thing 100%? Do I need to kind of taper it a little bit here? Possibly. I mean, because you talk about a guy who was close but no cigar on a lot of these pressures and just couldn't get home, and now you're seeing a guy who's finally getting home. Yeah, he is uh, doing a great job of getting home, and I hope he has a big eight games. Yeah. Because he's got a contract waiting for him mm -hmm. uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
and uh, hopefully that that will be the case. Let me just double check on, uh, of course, first Josh Allen that comes up is always the QB, Josh Allen. Didn't we learn that lesson? It should be the pass rusher, Josh Allen, that comes up. Um, how much they got to sign him to a big deal, right? If you Absolutely. look at the Jaguars and you look at what they have to sign, Cam Robinson could be in play. I doubt it. Walker Little's a guy they drafted. They can actually save a lot of money there for hopefully equivalent, if not even better, play. Yeah. Andrew Norwell's uh, contract's a pretty hefty one. Uh, Linders is very mediocre for the, the veteran that he is and the player that he is. Hopefully mm -hmm. he can get back and stay healthy, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have to do anything with Jawan Taylor yet, and, and they might not anyway, but they don't have to. He'll be going into his fourth year next year. Yeah. DJ Chark, I don't think they're going to do anything, especially nothing crazy. Maybe it's moderate to keep him around and make him earn it. Show me deal yeah. so he can then go get a big deal. Uh, so they really don't. Uh, James Robinson, uh, but it's a running back. I mean, you're not going to. I don't know if it's going to be this crazy Derrick Henry kind of deal. You know, has he done that much? Probably not. That's why I'd sign him early if I'm the Jags and sign him right after this season for what he's done and what he can do over these next couple of years, few years. So, really, Josh Allen's the only break-the-bank kind of guy outside of anybody else you're going to go get in free agency. Yeah. And Josh Allen will be this example of, hey, we drafted a guy and we are going to keep the guys that we draft that are good and want to be here and be a part of it, the mistake that they made with the Ramseys and, and, and the Ngakwes and, and others. So I think this is a massive signing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I don't care how much money it costs. I hope he goes and gets the bank yeah. uh, because that means he finished off a really good year, and now he's a big part of the puzzle here in Jacksonville. So, yeah, I don't want to get into the whole schematics thing. I'm like, well, you know, he only had so-and-so amount of sacks, so he's always going to get like. No, you, you pay this guy what he wants. You know, obviously it's got to be fair, but you pay yeah. this guy what he's, worth. what he's worth because you need a guy like this. And if you're the Jaguars and you want to build a consistent winner and you want to build a culture, um, you know, from the ground up, you have to re-sign your first-round picks. You, you have to re-sign your high draft picks. And this team has not done that, whether it's from... You know, a talent standpoint of getting production, whether it's from players not wanting to be here, whether it's from fallouts, whatever the case may be, the Jaguars have not been able to do to do that one thing, and that one thing has been a, an Achilles heel. Well, there's been, it's been more than one thing, but it's been a giant thing um, of why this team has not been succeeding. And it, it, it's impossible to have a winner on the field year in and year out if you don't re-sign those guys. So, yes, Josh Allen has showed two things. He's shown the talent on the field, number one, and number two, that he wants to be a Jacksonville Jaguar for a long time, yeah. just the way that he talks. You take care of a guy like that. Well, by the way, he's this will be year three is finishing up. He's got year four. You don't have to do anything right now. So he's got year four coming, and you also have a tag potentially if you want on the front fifth-year option. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have to do it. But I think when you have a couple of guys that you really feel like you can build on, I think it would say a lot for the organization to say, we went and found James Robinson. Yeah, we got lucky, but we found him. We're going to extend him. Sure. We went and got Josh Allen. He's like one of the few draft picks that have worked out for us. We're going to keep him. Yes. We're going to build around him. This guy's going to be a stud, and he's going to be here for eight to ten years in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like I think that does speak to what you have said in the past. What does the money say? Yeah. Well, the money might not just say something for Josh and for James. It might say something to the fans. It might say something to the organization to the yeah. locker room to potential free agents coming in like hey we've got some building blocks we already know we have the quarterback we have this Shaq Griffin and others around for a little bit I think that's what it could say they don't have to do it 
you got to take care standpoint. of your own. But, but you got to take care of your own. Yeah, I, I would encourage them to do that uh, with Josh Allen and with James Robinson. Mm -hmm. uh, because if anybody's played above his pay grade, <laughs> maybe across the entire NFL, there's not a better example than James Robinson. We'll be back. One more segment to go here from Tuesdays from Top Golf. Brett Martino, Austin Lane. Let's talk about this fight a little bit. This is the last day for Austin it, man. until the uh, fight's Sunday in Houston. It's a big one coming up. We talk about it next on ESPN 6 Nights. Hey, Tuesdays at Top Golf. Brett Martin along with Austin Lane. We finally figured out about a half hour ago that jo Josh Kobe wasn't joining us today at yeah, 5. Yeah, man. He's at a golf tournament in Pinehurst, so uh, in the 10th place, which, you know, we don't hang around with guys in 10th place anyway. I mean, he better find the leader, Brett. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> so uh, uh, Josh will join us again uh, next week. And uh, we want to remind you here at Top Golf that uh, the Toys for Tots campaign has started here in 2021. The bins are downstairs. We're, we're kind of on the uh, third floor. So the bins are down there, and you can drop off toys mm -hmm. uh, until December 11th. So uh, you know the campaign. It's a fantastic campaign at various places. Top Golf is spearheading um, uh, things here at this location in Jacksonville. And uh, they'll be picked up on December 11th for all the kids this holiday season. So uh, drop a toy off right here at Top Golf. Hey, come on out and hit it at Top Golf. Play miniature golf at Top Golf. Have dinner, have some beverages, have your holiday party yeah. at Top Golf. We've done that many a times in the past. Uh, and on Tuesdays, you can come join us from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Real quick, basketball thought UNF, uh, they almost stole one yesterday at Arizona, Arizona State. Yeah. They were right in the mix. They had the lead much of the day. They had a chance. And then Arizona State hit a couple of huge threes. Uh, but it was a better performance by UNF. I mean, they're playing tough schedule. Oh, yes. They get UCLA, Rivers by the Road, way, tomorrow man. night. <laughs> UCLA, second-ranked team in the country. <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. UNF will be home on Saturday. Uh, now, I'll have the call of that game on uh, ESPN Plus, and they'll be home at 2 o'clock. So it's basketball all weekend at UNF Arena. Yeah. And uh, I believe the women are home on Thursday. So go check out unfospreys.com. Uh, for all the news schedules, results, and uh, where you can get tickets to the uh, basketball games and all the other events, unfospreys.com. All right, man, th your last day yeah. uh, here with us. Uh, you're heading off to Houston. Sir. Uh, you're getting all your, your taper done. Yes, sir. Uh, you get your way in. You don't yep. have to worry about that. Yep. Uh, but uh, tell us about the fight on Sunday and, and why this one's a big deal. Yeah, so fighting Juan Adams this Sunday on UFC Fight Pass with Theory FC in Houston, Texas. Um, it's it's a big deal because we're at two points right now in our careers, me and my opponent. My opponent is coming from the UFC, had three fights there, is trying to get back into the UFC, and obviously my goal is to get into the UFC. So it's kind of like a crossroads fight right now where he wants to get back in and I'm trying to get in. So something's got to give, obviously. So one would say that the, the, the winner of this fight right here, um, you know, there, there could be a pretty cool prize waiting for it. Uh, to, to the victor. And how does that work, Austin? I mean, it's no guarantees. The, 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 there is no guarantees, and, like, you know, I signed a multi-fight deal to this promotion, um, but the way that it works is, especially with the heavyweight division, where th there are kind of few and far between in terms of, uh, of where it is, um, you know, if you can make a name for yourself, which this fight would do, the UFC is going to come calling. Yeah, and so from a ladder standpoint, this yeah. is like a three jumps up the ladder type of thing potentially. This is this is a three jumps up the ladder. You know, my last fight, um, it, it was a big fight in itself because the guy that I fought before, you know, he, he had fought some guys with some UFC experience, but this is this is fighting a former UFC fighter outright. Um, definitely the biggest fight of my career. Uh, awesome. Set aside from 
you know, my inner demons of fighting for the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Oh, that's true. That but we, We've been over that. Just to bring this full circle, though, here's the good news. Go get that done on Sunday. You got it, and man. And when you come back here Tuesday, Another belt. white fudge Oreos yeah. and fun cakes away. <laughs> I can't wait, All man. Right? I mean, <laughs> sounds good, dude. I appreciate that, Casey. That. Yeah, you, you can say that, Casey. That. That's right. But, Casey, I, I will be in touch because even though I got a fight coming up, the butcher does not go away, so I'll be in touch with you guys About for the golf picks. picks. And anything like that, but I appreciate it, Casey. Stay focused, okay? Don't worry. We can give you a hey, pass. Man. On the hey, man. Hey, 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 hey. You know me. I'm just, it's the calm before the storm, man. All right. Uh, good luck, man. Thank uh, you very we'll much. Be back at it tomorrow, though. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 at 3 p.m. Uh, we have the Mike Norvell show coming up next, Casey. You better believe it. All right. Uh, Florida State fans coming off a big win. Mike Norvell show next on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Tuesdays at Top Golf. Have a good night. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.